Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Biz Bros Podcast. The Biz Bros Podcast. Yes. What's going on, Eli? My name's Kyle Nelson. And we're excited. Yes. We're always energetic. We're always excited oh, yeah. to have another podcast, another thought leader, another individual that we are lucky enough to learn from. Absolutely. Grab some gold nuggets, hopefully share with you, our listeners. But uh, more importantly, hopefully we learn from. That's our biggest thing. We love learning. We're like sponges and absorbing yes. and then applying to our own mm-hmm. businesses. So we absolutely love it. Can't wait. So today we are lucky enough to have Ben Warthen. He mm. is the CEO of Message Lab. What's Message Lab? It's an award-winning agency that combines journalism, data, and design to create content that resonates with any audience. Having studied how more than 1 million people engage with online content, Ben is the go-to expert when it comes to customer engagement and brand storytelling. You know us. We love our content. We do photo and video for a living with our team. So this is going to be a really good combo, and we're going to specifically talk about the content marketing metrics that truly matter which is one that most people probably don't know. So I'm really excited. Uh, But first, we want to give a shout out to why we're here and powered by. Yes. Not why we're here, but who we're powered by. by, Fueled by. We've got Altitude Everything Latte. You got your CBDs. You got your oat milk, your superfoods. Your mushrooms. Turmeric. Yes. Turmeric. (laughs) Turmeric. The cordyceps, the lion's mane, the reishi, the chaga, it's all here. This is going to get your brain where you need it to be when you're ready to focus. So if you haven't yet, go to AltitudeBev.com. And if your local store doesn't sell it, you need to tell them. Carry Altitude Beverages because it is amazing stuff. Get your brain going. So thank you so much, Altitude, for sponsoring this podcast. So without further ado, let's welcome Mr. Ben Worthen to the Biz Bros Podcast. How you doing, Ben? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, Very thank excited you to have you here. here man. Thank yeah. you for being here. And now if you guys are watching um uh, on the video version, the video feed, we talked about the little uh cubby hole behind him there. So take a look <laughs> at that. Cool. That's very cool. Long. I do too. It's the, the, the kid cave. Yeah, I exactly. Yes. I bet that'd be a blast. Well, love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Well, cool. Well, um, Ben, as we kick things off, uh tell the audience a little bit more about you. We'd like to learn a little more about you, your background, and kind of how you got to where you are today. So I was a reporter at the Wall Street Journal, uh, covering mm. you know the tech industry, um, people who built their own jetpacks, chefs who smuggle sausages, and you know that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, day run run of the mill journalism things, and mm-hmm. um, and I, one of the things that is a hallmark of a good journalist, and frankly, it's what you're trained to do by editors who will just relentlessly drill you on it, is think about why does anybody care. You know, it's the mm-hmm. currency of a story told well. You have a you have a readership, you have readers, you have an audience, yeah. and you are trying to get them to care about something that you know they're either just skimming through, or if they're picking up a physical paper because it's ten years ago, um, seeing a headline. How do you draw mm-hmm. them in? And and that's the currency, and that's what makes you successful. Mm-hmm. I had the experience then of of meeting with and talking to people who are trying to market their companies to me, you know, on multiple times a day. And most of the time I didn't care, <laughs> you know, they were trying to sell me something totally. and I had this, and I had this sort of gut reaction of like, you know, like, how does this work? This is, you know, this isn't interesting. It's just another company. I don't care about doing something I'm not interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of course I became a marketer <laughs> and, um, and, and when I, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Exactly. And, and and what I think I came to very quickly appreciate is 
that there's actually a huge amount of rigor and thoughtfulness and strategy that goes into, you know, that person sitting across from me at the conference table, pitching me their company. Sure. Um, but oftentimes absent from that is still this question, well, why does anybody care? You know, companies are very good at, you know, knowing what they want to say about themselves. They're really good about sort of saying, here is, here is, here is us, here's our product, here's yep. our brand, whatever it is. And they don't often stop to think about, you know, well, what, what about the person that you're talking to? And to go back to the way I experienced the world as a reporter, you know, there you think about readers, you know, you think about people. Uh, and you're really not trying to sell them anything other than your idea. Mm -hmm. And you're really not asking for anything other than some of their time. But when we transitioned to marketing, all of a sudden, we start thinking about customers. Okay. And, you know, and like, I should get this on a t-shirt, but like customers are people too. And, nope. you know, and they're really only a customer for a very narrow window of their time. Um, maybe it's 5% of their time, maybe it's 90% of the time. And if the only thing you're trying to do is sell, you know, you're only ever going to be able to interact with a person in a meaningful way when they're a customer. And you're going to miss the 90% of opportunities mm. when they're a person. Absolutely. And so, and so for me, and the reason that message lab exists is because, you know, we want, we want, we want people are people too, you know, customers are people too. We, we think, we think that there's a very powerful way for brands, companies, the organizations that we work with to reach people in these moments where they're not a customer, but to do it, you can't sell. You have to do something else. Totally. You have to talk about things that they care about. And you have a really narrow window to you because we're all walking around with, you know, distraction devices in our pockets. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we don't watch TV ads anymore. We don't, you know, we don't, we don't, if we're not, we don't want to buy, we don't want to be sold yep. to. So what can you do? And right. for message lab, you know, we wanted to say, yeah, you know, you can take that, lesson from journalism of how do you make someone care you can apply the rigor of marketing so it can be strategic and it can you know emphasize the right things and you can be targeting the right people right. Uh, and you can add design so that right. you're creating experiences that help people care it's not just a story but it's a story told exactly. well and then you know and then and then and this is sort of like the critical part uh, you have to be able to prove that it's doing something because exactly. you know the corporate world doesn't have a tolerance for art projects. Um, you have to be able to show that, yeah. So yeah, you know this person didn't buy now, but long term over time, the people who interact with your ideas are more likely to become customers or, or better customers. That's awesome. Couldn't agree more. I love it, man. It's it, the messaging, the selling is so different today, right? Mm -hmm. It's like it's an online. Know e-commerce landscape, or mm -hmm. that doesn't even have to be e-commerce. Just this online life that we all live in. Yeah. People's attention span is so short. Like you said, we yeah. have these distractions yeah. in our pocket, always going off, mm -hmm. and it's so hard. And on a watch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on my wrist. It's on my watch. Yep. It's on my or my my my. Okay, now I'm lost my train of thought. I'm sorry, Kyle. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, You're distracted. Uh, it's on my phone. Yeah. It's in my ears. Apple, thank you. I yep. Forever sold to you. Yes. But it's like it's constantly going. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you break through that that crowd and that red ocean to say, hey, look at me. Mm -hmm. Look mm -hmm. at me over here, right? And I'm guessing it, is that kind of the type of mm -hmm. messaging that you guys help with? How do you kind of gain people's traction in a different way than just selling and being like on yeah. out on an ad or <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I think what we try to do is we try to, you know, come up with 
content, stories, story experiences, whatever you want to use that are going to get people's attention because they deserve people's attention because they're valuable. You know, we have, we know, we know the audience are trying to reach. And like in most cases, you know, we're not trying to reach everybody. We're trying to reach a segment. Um, We know what they care about. You know, we know where they spend their time, you know, so we know how to reach them and we can do something purposeful. But again, you know, the, the, the point of it is not to sell you something other than to, to sell you a cool experience, a good time, you know, if you will, you know, um, let's give me, give me two minutes of your time, give me three minutes of your time. And if you do Mm -hmm. that, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've made something that's intent. That's per its purpose Mm -hmm. is to help you, to entertain you, to inform you to whatever it is that you're looking for in that moment. Yeah. Authenticity, originality, uniqueness. It's all words that kind of come to me with. Absolutely. Like, and yeah, like simplicity. I don't know if you, did you mention? No. Okay. I think simplicity is huge in, in, in marketing messaging. I think that's a big oh, one. 100%. I, mean, I think that's the the new form of today's content. Clean, simple. Clean, simple, to mm-hmm. the point. Powerful. What do you do? Powerful. Why do you do it? Story Gosh, brand. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. I think your background too really speaks to. It's cool. Uh, it is very cool. It, you know, it's very cool. You know what is grabbing I, eyes. I feel like I've, I don't. I don't Go feel like it. we've worked with too many agency owners mm. that are journalists at heart. No. Like that's that's so unique. It is unique. Because it, it's like you're you're able to truly tell stories because that's what you did for a living rather than yeah. this, this other agency owner. Because <laughs> there's so many of them um, really focused just on the Facebook ads and the the copy of this and that and da-da-da-da where you're like, no, I tell stories and I'm going to help you tell one. That's really sweet. Yeah, and, and I think one of the one of the – distinctions and you know and look there, there are other people who have been journalists who have you know started yeah. agencies before and and there are other people who can tell a story well without having been a journalist but you know instinctively if you've been a reporter if you've been a journalist you know you're you're trained to pull on thread and you don't yeah. you know you know you don't just sit there and think oh here's an idea Ooh. let me write 800 words that's my Ooh. opinion based on some googling you know, you, you call someone or you go and meet them, you know, and you find the example and you, and you ask them questions and then you essentially become, you know, the vessel through which you're curating a conversation among lots of interesting people. You're helping interesting people find other interesting people and, and, and introducing them to, I mean, you know, we hear this all the time, you know, people want to know how someone that they can relate to, you know, manage the situation that like, like right. the one that they're having, you know, um, or they want data that's going to help them make better decisions, you know, or they want to know about what are the, the, what are the people who I respect thinking about in terms of the future trends, those kinds of things. You can really only answer those questions if you look outside the conference room. Right. Yeah, it's true. So, okay. yeah. you know, there's like traditional advertising, then there's like story-based advertising, which you know, we're talking yeah. about here. These are kind of have different metrics, right? It's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with traditional advertising, you kind of just see what the dashboard tells yeah. you. <laughs> so what are like, it's all content at the end of the day. What are like some of those key metrics really to like that really are powerful and to look at to know that you're truly scaling, you know, this campaign or scaling your brand through growth of, of storytelling? That was awesome. Great way yeah. to segue into the topic. Yeah. And if it's okay, <laughs> I'm gonna and I'm gonna I'm gonna back up for a second, and then what? I promise you'll drive into the answer to the question. Um, so, so you're correct, and I think the the comparison that you made at the outset is the right one. You know, there's 
when, when you think about an organization you're trying to decide, you're voting with your dollars. Do we invest more in Facebook ads or do we invest more in, you know, brand journalism? And in, in those Facebook ads, I mean, they are, you can measure the ROI. You know, you put 10% coupons off into Facebook and you can tell, like, we spent a million dollars in those and it generated $2 million worth of revenue. Um, yep. And now it had the effect of, at least for me, making my life worse because I have to flip through 25, you know, 10% off coupons in order to see a photo of my friend's dog. But, you know, they, in aggregate and at scale, they work and you can calculate their ROI. Uh, you know, we are, you know, the thing that we are trying to make is like not intended to sell something. And it's like overtly not intended to sell something to the point where if you put the buy now CTA at the bottom of what we're making, like a reasonable person shouldn't click, you know, <laughs> like it's not like you, you don't go Probably. like, you know, you don't go in. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't go into, um, or some people will. Some people will click anything, right? But like, if you don't, if you don't, you don't go into social, see Instagram, see like cool photos of like astral photography, feel inspired, yeah. to like check out that, read about a how this amazing photographer, you know, shot these photos and what are their tips for you at home? Um, mm -hmm. And like, you know, you're gonna read that. The vast majority of people aren't going to then like click now to buy a camera. You know, right. most people are gonna be like, oh, that's awesome. Uh, maybe I'll share it. Um, right. so, so the first thing that we did in terms of how, what is the framework for the metrics evaluating whether something's successful or not, is we wanted to free ourselves from the tyranny of the buy now button. Mm -hmm. And could we, could we awesome. break time and space so that we weren't evaluated, you know, this, like in a, in a head, you know, on the same metrics of those Facebook ads, you know, um, cause, cause we don't, cause our goal is not to get you to buy something right now. Our goal is to get you to buy something more over time. Now, um, the perfect world, we would use data to, mm -hmm. you know, see if someone comes back, and if they come back, do they engage with content? Have they engaged in content multiple times? And reverse engineer sort of the patterns, if you will, right. that you know the cohort that buys and is most yep. profitable followed from a content engagement standpoint. And we do that. Um, it's it's complex but not impossible right mm. um but i think what's more interesting and more germane to this conversation is you know like these behaviors tend to kind of be the same <laughs> you know about what gets someone to do it and what are those things and so for us the the first thing that we look at is time you know if we're essentially saying we think this is valuable to you and that you'll enjoy consuming it that first question is did they consume it and mm. and so we tend to look at two things we look at time spent and we look at scroll depth um and, and we look at them in combination and and what that helps us get to, yeah go ahead i'm sorry i didn't mean to interrupt you what did you say what was the second one scroll what scroll depth, depth. so did someone yeah. did someone scroll did they make it to so oh. so one of the things that we look for if you have an oh. article you know we want to say did someone spend a minute on like reading it yeah. and in combination did they get at least halfway through you know, okay. and if you did, that's sort of our generally accepted for the message lab for our world. We is sort of think, okay, great, that, you read it. Is that mm -hmm. metric done through like heat maps or? Yeah, great is? question. So, so we actually have to go into analytics, and we have to we have like we have a little bit of custom code that that we use. Okay. Um, it, this okay. is so uh, this weird thing, and maybe this is a public service announcement. If you are a content person and you are trying <laughs> to use out of the box Google Analytics to keep track yeah. of time. 
unfortunately, it doesn't actually record time the way we as humans think of time. Um, it's mm -hmm. only actually measuring um, time for the segment that's non-bounced. So in other words, it's really telling you is how much time went by before someone landed on your page and clicked buy now in the shopping cart. Um, and it's not telling you how much time they spent on one page. So we all know what bounces and we all have been trained to think that bounces are like the worst thing in the world. Um, mm -hmm. And if you think about it, if you're building a shopping cart, you know, buy now and someone bounces and they didn't click buy now, then yeah, it's terrible. Or right. if you have a marketing website, which is basically a giant decision tree where it's like, hey, you've landed on company.com. Mm -hmm. Here's five things you might be interested in. If they're not interested in any of those five, yep, bounce rate is telling you that they're not interested. Mm -hmm. But you know, but for content, we're kind of we're, we're generally making single page experiences. You know, right. we're taking all of those cool photos of the stars and the interview with the photographer, and we're putting it on right. one page. Um, yep. You know, and and we're just saying, here's this page. Like, consume everything about it, and and you might scroll all the way. You know, you might spend ten minutes. You know, mm -hmm. uh, reading yeah, every yeah. word. And you might scroll all the way to the bottom. Um, Absolutely. And and then you might be like. That was awesome. I'm going back to Instagram. <laughs> if you do that, you're a bounce. Yeah. And you know, and was that a bad? That was that a failure? Like, did, no, did that? Not at, was it, not at all, right? We totally yeah. did what we wanted to do. And so we have to we have to kind of trick Google um, with just a little bit of custom code so that we capture time for those single page visits. And so we yeah. use that. Um, and cool. and then cool. yeah, and, and we and we look at that, and then and that's sort of our north star, you know. And and it, what we think that's really good at answering is. Someone came here for a reason, you know, they saw it, they searched for something and they came yeah. to our page, you know, they yep. saw something in social and they were inspired to click. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and, and did we That's give cool. them what they were looking for? Right. Was, yeah. was this valuable? Um, and if they spent time, yes. Um, there's other things we look at too. And uh, we look at, did they come back? Um, yeah. You know, and, you know, and what we want to see is that, yeah, people didn't just come once. They came back now people who have that good experience the first time are more likely to come back right right um yep. and then what we see is that the more often somebody comes back mm -hmm. the more likely are they are to you know become a customer basically okay yep yeah so that piece of content that you're first um interrupting their feed with or interrupting what they're reading what mm -hmm. does that piece mm -hmm. of content really look like to get them through um, the content that yep. you want them to see. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it varies, I would say. And it, it varies like different, you know, my colleague always walks around saying every piece of content has to have a job. And the mm -hmm. job of each piece of content is different. So, as an example, um, if you are typing something into Google, a question, how do I blank? You know, you're looking right. for something specific. You want an answer mm -hmm. to that question. How do I do blank? And you know what that question is, by the way, right? Um, mm -hmm. It is like, you know, you've got, you've all heard the term thought leadership. You know, if thousands and thousands of people are typing something into Google and you're giving them an answer to that question, it is like by definition, not thought leadership because it's a thought that people have had countless times, right? It's like, it's Absolutely. thought following. And, yeah. and that's hugely valuable, right? Um, but if you think about that, you mm -hmm. want to write it in a certain way. You want to present it in a certain way where, yeah. you know, someone's telling you the information they want and you want to make those entry points very clear to them. And you want to very concisely and neatly organize the answer to the question that they're yeah. going to have. Um, that same piece of content isn't going to inspire someone in all likelihood 
to like right. share it on on Twitter. You know, like right. if I if I'm you know if my refrigerator is broken and I'm searching for how do I fix a blankety blank model refrigerator, you know, if someone has given me like the great how to guide, like that's exactly what I need right now. But I'm not about to like share it, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, but to go back, right. But like, you know, but then there's the photography of the stars, you know, um, people aren't searching for that. They don't yeah. know that they want it. Um, or, or I guess there's, or there's different versions of that story. Let's explore that one for a second. There's the, how do I take better photos of the night sky story? Right. True. Right. Yeah. And that's, sure. and that's, and you build that to show up in search because that's a question that someone's asking and you have to address in some way. Mm -hmm. Then there's the version of it, which is the, um, you know, inspiring interview with the world's most preeminent astrophotographer, you know, yeah. and, and that's something that's going to, that's going to live in social, you know, that's going to be like, in, in, you know, a beautiful yeah. photograph and, and a, and a great quote that draws somebody in and then they, and then they come and they read it through that path. Uh, and, you know, the source material can kind of be the same for yeah. those two things, but they're different. They have different jobs. There's a relationship between totally. them. You can link back and forth and so forth. Um, but you have to be, you know, you have to know what you, you have to know how you're trying to reach people as you're coming up with and developing the content idea. It's huge. I mean, that's such a, such a huge nugget is just understanding like what you want to do with the content. Yeah. What is the end goal between the content? Cause like you said, there's two different stories you mentioned there, but I mean, I can think of yeah. a couple more Absolutely. just on that, that photography. Mm -hmm. Okay. I mean, everybody speaks content, 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 yeah. content's king. Well, okay, but let's, let's, yeah. let's, let's take a step back. What is this content doing? I totally agree. What is the CTA or what, I mean, what is yep. the actual ROI you're trying to get out of it? Exactly. Mm -hmm. I always think of marketing, Ben, I think of marketing like, like fishing. I've said this for years. I've okay, talked let's about hear it. the wisdom of yeah. Eli Libby. Yeah, right, exactly. Everybody sit back. Yeah, listen to this. No, I really do think, I think of uh, marketing as fishing is like, you're, you're looking for a, Certain type. I'm not a big fisherman, but looking for a certain type of fish, you're going to use a lure that's going to attract that type of fish. Yeah. Boom. That's all I got. Mic drop. <laughs> no. Uh, no. Look, I, I'm 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 with you on the metaphor. I think it's I think it's a great one. You know, <laughs> I'm all in yeah. on the lures. Yeah. A diesel truck isn't going to run. And, 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 and take it and take it a step further. You know, you don't want to if you're fishing for you know lake trout, you don't oh. show up in the ocean. It's true. Boom. Pretty much. See, there we go. We could, we, yeah. I, I'm obviously as expensive fisherman as you are. Yeah. Absolutely. You put, Absolutely. You don't put on leaded gas and a diesel truck. I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out Okay. There. Back to the fishing example. <laughs> <laughs> and, and feel free to use that one too. And you're in your, in your, in your talks. It's a good one. Diesel fuel. Oh, whatever. Bring it back. Yeah. Okay. Anyways. Yeah. Um, no, that's so yeah, no, that, it's 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 huge. It's impactful. I think you did a great job breaking down. I love that astrophotography one because it's just a great way to repurpose the content. Absolutely. And then I think another part of that too is where does that content live? There's certain content mm -hmm. for different platforms. You if look at the omni channel too. Um, like, boom. You took the words right out of my mouth, Kyle. Yeah. If you're trying no, to I'm talk sorry, No. The, in in our world of photo video, we see longer form videos performing better on platforms like YouTube, Vimeo where mm -hmm. consumers are, are, are consuming that longer form content. Yeah. You're like short reels and social media videos on social media. It, it's the same concept as where does the content need to live to best perform? Yeah. And, and I think we have a bias for having a hub that you, that you build where you are bringing people into your ecosystem. And now the reason for that is going back to the earlier conversation about the data. You know, the, if you are going to try to follow people over time, if you're going to try to, you know, 
understand what is the correlation between somebody having a good experience with their content now and a purchasing decision they might make three months later, or how do we retarget these people or who are the people that we choose to retarget? You know, there's only so much you can do um, on Vimeo, on Medium, you know, on these yeah. other platforms, even on social media platforms. Um, but if you are able to combine the data you can get from those platforms with the data that you can put in your own property, you know, mm -hmm. then you got something pretty powerful and you have, you know, you can beginning to know who, who, you know, who are the people that you want to try to reach again? Um, what are the, how do the people who behave this way differ from people who behave that way? Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and then, and there's other things too, you know, there's, um, we're creating experiences and the experience is a whole page. And mm -hmm. there's things that you can put, you know, in the side railings and at the top, you know, that does sort of create a better experience and that can still get your brand yeah. involved in a way that doesn't feel like, you know, you don't have to mention the product 15 times in the third paragraph, of an exactly. article, that kind of thing. Um, but then, but then exactly to, to go what you're saying, you know, as you're figuring out how do we get someone there, because if you have a hub, you have to have spokes. Um, yep. That's where you have very purposeful strategies mm -hmm. for each one. And yeah, totally don't put the eight minute video into, you know, Twitter. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta know where the eyes are, but it's not a, it's not just that it's like the right eyes. Mm -hmm. What, are, like, mm -hmm. what are those looking for on that platform? That's what, yeah. you know, our distribution the correct way. I yeah, completely agree. Completely um, agree. So, is there any other kind of hidden metrics that maybe yes. most people don't really they're not really looking yeah, at? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that, that, one thing out there. Um, and you and you both mentioned heat maps a while ago, and you were asking how we do it. Um, you know, we do actually look at heat maps in addition to other things, and 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 one of the things that we discovered when we looked across in aggregate was that. Um, you know, most people will leave a web page, you know, with content content page um, before they right. are there for in less than fifteen seconds. And and if you think about it for a second, um, and and you can anyone at home, you can do this experiment: click on some links and just do a stopwatch and see how long does it take you from the time you click a link to when you hit play on the video. Or how long does it take you from the time you click on a link to read the first sentence or the first two sentences of an article? And almost always, it takes more than 15 seconds before you can do something like that. Um, mm. and, and so what it means is that half of the people who are coming to your page, um, maybe because you're paying money even for them to come there, um, are making a decision to stay or go before they start interacting with the asset that you spent all that time and effort making, you know, and it's like, you go out, you do a video shoot, you're spending, I don't know, $50,000 making the video. And then if you put it on a really crappy looking blog, you know, it just doesn't matter. People might come to the page, but they're not going to play the video or, or, you know, we spend, an, we just spend all this time writing an article and we're working with our clients back and forth and all this time and energy went into it. And if it's not, if it's just like that wall of text and you haven't right. spent the time trying to make an inviting and engaging experience to get someone to come into it, you know, everybody's leaving before they even give your ideas a chance. So, you know, that's something that we know we see happening through data all the time. And it's something that if, you know, if, if people wanted to get an immediate bang for their buck, you know, and just right. get more out of the money they're already spending on creating content, it's just thinking much, much harder about the kind of experience that you're creating around that. 
total that makes a yeah. ton of sense spending the money on assets that they're they're doing nothing for you if right. the experience isn't there yeah it's a huge right. lesson yeah yeah I, it's it's like you can't oh what's the saying i eh, forget it i lost my train <laughs> of thought there's, there's an old saying metaphor I um, oh, well cool ben awesome. um you know as we wrap this up if there's one thing that you hope that our listeners can kind of take away from from that one biz bros episode with that ben guy what what is that one nugget that you hope they take away being more purposeful with your content um realizing that content for the sake of content isn't the world doesn't need that anymore there's more than enough content in the world right now we're drowning in it and if you can take the time to think about um why are you doing something how is it valuable like what are you doing to make it valuable um mm -hmm. you know both in terms of the experience the substance of what you're saying um how you're reaching people with it um you know that's what the world needs love it drilled amazing well, that's awesome ben we 100 agree man um if they want to follow you get in contact with you want to learn more work with you more importantly where is that spot that you want them to go messagelab.com uh, you oh. can find more about the company there and you can you know, reach us through there and you can always type Ben Worthen into LinkedIn and you can learn a little bit more about me. Awesome, Ben. Awesome, Ben. Well, thank Phenomenal. you so much for jumping on the Biz Bros podcast. I think the tremendous value coming away from this. And if anything, you know, hopefully it's, it's correcting people's mm -hmm. view on really the content they're producing and how they're speaking to their audience. 100%. Just a little wake up call. So thanks, Ben, lake. so much for being <laughs> thank you so much for being on the biz bros podcast man we hope to have you again soon yeah thank you for having me and if you haven't yet please subscribe yes. to the biz bros podcast type in biz bros podcast on the googles on any type of podcast marketplace out there you're gonna find us really? and we can't wait to talk to you on the next can't biz wait bros podcast episode see you guys